All right, episode eight. Here we go. All right. Uh, five, four, three, two. Hey guys, welcome to episode 8 of the Will and Cody show. We appreciate you guys listening. Uh, Last week we talked about math and behavior. Uh, Well, math versus behavior when it comes to financial decisions. And uh, but this uh, this time we wanted to answer a couple questions. We had a question about inflation and William, he's going to kind of take over from here because he's the one with the finance degree. And so I'm (laughs) going to be learning with you guys today. Uh, no, so I have a general about. gist of inflation, but um, uh, he's got he's got all that knowledge. But I was asked uh, one, uh, a couple of questions. Okay. Uh, first is basically what is inflation, right? And then should I be or this person that was asking should should I be worried about it? And what can I do uh, to to either prevent it or to to help offset that risk? So I guess we want to mm-hmm. just dive in about you know a little bit about what it is and then kind of get into kind of I guess strategies to to offset it or to prevent it i guess so okay yeah no, that makes sense it's it's a topic that's going around a lot lately um it seems like recently in the past month or so it's really just gone up and everybody's worried about inflation and stuff we're talking about it so just real briefly inflation is just think of it as your dollar is buying less or think of it as things are costing more dollars so either way you want to think about it um, so something that maybe used to be able to buy for three dollars after inflation, it costs you three fifty or four dollars to buy. So you can either think of it either one of those ways that it takes more dollars to buy something, or your dollars just worth less. Both those things are are accurate. Um, you know, most of the cause, and this is where you know things can get you know political, but you know most of the cause of inflation is just the government's printing money. So think if you only have a certain amount of money that's worth, you know, you kind of the market will price and say, okay, this is how many dollars we have. um, And it'll kind of gauge out how much stuff is worth. But if you add more dollars in randomly, well, then it's like, well, it's worth less because now there's more out there, you know, Mm. makes sense, right? You know, if you've got only a few things, it'll be worth a lot. But as you add more, it's like, okay, it's not worth as much because now there's a bunch out there. So the market kind of corrects. So that's why we have, you know, prices that will go up. Gotcha. And so usually, um, you know, they'll try to, uh, you know, peg inflation across the board and say, okay, it, it went up 2%, 3%, you know, 5%, whatever this year. And so they'll try to estimate it and kind of keep track of that, <clears throat> um, you know, on, on an annual basis of, okay, here's maybe how much money was printed. Here's how much we think inflation is going to, you know, go up. And so that, that would just be the simple way of, you know, explaining it. Just over time, as the government prints money, your dollars now buy less. And, you know, as there's more money out there, the buying power of your money um, decreases. So it's just going to cost you more to buy things that you would normally go out and get. Does that make sense? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. So it's basically like... Um... Because, you know, when our, our grandfathers would say, hey, I, I remember when gas was 25 cents or, yeah, you know, definitely. my dad would say, man, I could go get a, a a moon pie and an RC Cola for, you know, a dime or something. And now yeah. I can't get a Mountain Dew for, you know, less than two bucks. Yeah, um, yeah exactly. So, yeah. Exactly. And uh, that, yeah, that makes sense. Um, and I think the reason that I'll, 
this is a hot topic right now is because of the stimulus packages, the recent stimulus yeah. checks. And so there's this worry that, you know, the government's printing a lot uh, to either offset that deficit or to to give out stimulus checks and the stimulus packages. Um, so yeah. I think that's that's why that's it's such a hot topic. And I mean, mm-hmm. it, it is a real threat. It's definitely a, a risk to it is. Yeah. Your finances. Um, mm-hmm. uh, when we were uh, doing our internship at the um, uh, the uh, financial planning uh, thing in 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 uh, Phoenix, the number that we used in, in general, the average number was three percent for inflation. It was just, right. you know, it, it changes every year. I think it was like one point eight last year or something. And it could be like five or something crazy in like it, like it was in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Um, so we when we were doing calculations and just talking in general, we said three percent. But it changes a lot. Mm-hmm. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, it varies depending on the industry and depending on the product. Um, nothing. Yeah. Inflation doesn't really affect this everything the same way. So it's not just across the right. board, a certain percentage. It's kind right. of just an average. So like yeah. your your cost of one good could be the exact same. And then the cost of something else could jump up dramatically. And I mean, we, we see that throughout, mm-hmm. you know, the last couple of years in our lifetime, yep. you know, gas goes up some and that, that, that's not gas has more to do with with, you know, oil and, and, and yeah, such yeah. such like that. Uh, but we do see stuff like that. And uh, but, you know, uh, like you were telling me, you can still get a um, a uh, uh, Arizona iced tea for, you know, 99 cents. And it's been like that yeah. for a couple of years. So, yeah, yeah it hasn't I mean, affected McDonald's, that you yet. can still get the dollar large you know some places it'll stay the same and so i think that's something you have to consider with inflation is some people can get worried about they'll see the inflation statistic oh it went up four percent this year but also think that's a generic across the board estimate so it may not affect you exactly the same so every person uh, may be affected differently depending on you know maybe how much house you own you know what kind of car you drive how often you eat out or spend or what kind of areas you spend in all those different things will be affected by inflation differently so don't take it as like a an absolute number of oh no i'm going to you know i'm going to spend exactly you know 3 or 4% more this year because of inflation it may affect you differently um you know so kind of be prepared for that so don't worry as much if you see the number of like that's exactly what's going to happen to me it's it could just you know it may not exactly be that number so it really right. depends on the industry as you mentioned um and a lot of different factors so don't just take that number as a a definite it, it could definitely right. you know um yeah it'll probably affect you I, I see it as like it does affect us it affects everybody but really mm-hmm. what it's affecting is is the long term you know your For buying sure. power of your money right now is not going to be the same buying power in the future um, mm-hmm. And the the longer you go, the the less buying power you'll have. And so, you know, if you save ten thousand dollars and you throw it in the bank, then the buying power that ten years from now may be more like eight or seven, right? And mm-hmm. um, right, yeah. So, and where it really hits you is super long term, like retirement. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, if you use three percent, if you use the seventy two, uh, the rule of seventy two. Um, and I don't have that off the top of my head, 72 divided by three, but whatever that is, is the, uh, the amount of years it takes to double your money or cut your money in half. Um, depending on if you're looking at a negative interest rate or positive interest Mm -hmm. rate. So, you know, uh, I think it's like what, 20 years, 20 something years. So in 20, say 25 years, whatever it is, um, whatever you have in the bank is going to be worth half the buying Mm -hmm. power. Now, not, maybe not for everything you may be 
like you said, buy a burger and it's very similar. Right. But the general just the general buying power of, of that sum of money is a lot less mm-hmm. and cut in half, you know, in, in a little over 20 years. So when we're looking at retirement, especially for you and I, you know, that's 40 and 50 years. So what is that going to look like? Mm-hmm. And um, sure. so that's where we need to think about, you know, how to offset that risk. What do we do? And then the answer is investing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't feel like there's a huge um, immediate threat of inflation. And you can correct me if I'm wrong here. But uh, I think a lot of people are afraid that it's just going to be so immediate. Uh, but it's actually something that takes, to my knowledge, takes a, a, a while to, to, to happen and to affect you. Yeah, well, it can depend. Um, the, <clears throat> at least the policy in the past, except from like the 80s, um, we That's always true. talked about anytime something crazy happened in the world of finance, usually we'll just be like, ah, the eighties, you know, it's back when the crazy <laughs> stuff happened. Um, so usually they'll try to monitor. And when I say like, you know, usually the fed will try to monitor the rate of inflation as to not like shock the system. So that's usually been the policy is they'll like slowly, um, you know, monitor that so it doesn't get out of hand. Uh, and that, you know, kind of keep a steady pace on it. Um, so that will depend. So I would say usually would be correct. It does take time, um, if they keep monitoring that. So I think the concern was, you know, if it was going to be too much that they were printing too much. And so I think that'll depend on what they end up doing. Um, you know, how much, you know, if they're, you know, all the different things that they were tabled, the stimulus packages and all the different things, where's that money coming from and are they printing it all? I think that will really depend it. Uh, you know, on the effect that we see. So it could be long term. Um, but if they kind of do too much, then you may see it more immediately. Um, but I would say it's a good point looking at it as a risk because it is absolutely a risk for long term. So, you know, as we see, you know, as we look at different risks like, you know, volatility and stuff like that, that's another that you want to look at as, you know, there is long term risk in um, inflation. And so, as we look at an individual level, you know, how do you take that risk into account? I think, you, you know, you hit it on the head as far as like investing. Because mm-hmm. um, that would be the, the um, kind of the cure, if you will, or the, the opposite or the mediation of that, that risk is, okay, if inflation is 3 to 5%, but if you were on average over, you know, 20, 30, 40 years, able to get around 8%, let's say, um, then now instead of you losing that money to inflation, now you're making, sure, not as much because inflation's hurting you, but you're making more than inflation. So you're staying ahead of that curve. And that's the big thing is, you know, you want to be growing, your your money needs to be growing faster than the rate of inflation. Otherwise, you're losing money. Mm. So that would be the key thing. So the things I'd be worried about, and I still and I am worried about myself with inflation is any money that's, you know, if you're a big fan of the stick it under the mattress or just put everything in just a savings account and don't invest it. Or, you know, if you're doing any long-term savings like for retirement and you're just sitting it again under a mattress or in a savings account, those are things that are going to lose value because you're not, it's not making you any money. And so as inflation keeps going, that money is just going to be worth less and less. And it's just a a reality of how it works. So I would say if you're doing any long-term planning, um, you need to take inflation into account and invest it. Because as I like, you know, to think about it, 
you know, if you're investing in a good asset, so whether if you're a big fan of, um, you know, real estate or stocks or whatever you want to invest in, um, think of it as like a stock is worth, you know, it's a, you're buying something, you're buying a stake in a company, right? And so, yes, inflation is a risk, but let's say I buy some stock, right? It's at this price. And so I buy the stock. So now I own this. So instead of my dollars, I bought the stock. And let's say the dollar is worth less and less. But my, in theory, again, that stocks can move. So this is just a base yeah. <laughs> scenario. But let's say this, the stock stayed the same. And so the, the dollar was worth less and less due to inflation. But now I have the asset. So now when I go to sell it, if what I originally paid is down here, I can now sell it for more dollars. Yes, those dollars are worth less, but hopefully the stock has also gone up in price. Whereas if I just would have owned cash, you know, just, you know, put all my money there over a long period of time, as inflation goes, my money is just worth less and less and less. So that's the main thing is you want to buy, um, you know, the investment part is really where it comes in key. For one, just holding the value of your money. So instead of decreasing it due to inflation, and then the second is if you can, uh, you know, investing in things that um, grow or pay you more than the rate of inflation. So mm -hmm. that way you're at least maintaining, plus you're making more than, um, you know, than uh, inflation is decreasing the value. So right. that's what I'd say if, as far as if you're worried about that, um, just making sure anything that you're holding for the long term is invested. So I consider long term people think of it differently. I would say probably like five plus years is what I consider. Um, kind of that five to 10 year range is a little bit um, intermediate, but I'd say mm -hmm. anything past that is long term. So if you're looking for something like retirement or anything past that window, you, I would just suggest taking into account this inflation risk of, you know, you're going to want to invest that money. Right. So, yeah. yeah. And I, I think like for me, you know, I, I think about, well, when I've got my emergency fund, a lot of people think that, you know, that's at risk right now. But, you know, an emergency fund is, is, is really insurance. It's not really an investment. So we don't think of it that way. But if you've got... You that know, can be uh, difficult. I will say that can yeah. be difficult to think of it like that. Because if the money's sitting there, right, you're like, oh, no, it's going to be worth less and less. And so that's one thing that's going to be difficult. So that's why yeah. I, like, I set that money aside and I forget about it. So I just want to make that note. Like, as you said, yeah. that's difficult just to say like, oh, yeah, that money's going to be worth less. But yeah. as you mentioned, that's there for just in case. So yeah, it's, it's an insurance. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I'll, I, I'd be lying if I said I didn't put my emergency fund in an investment calculator. Right. percent interest <laughs> just to see what it turned into. Just to see what it would do. Yeah. So I don't recommend doing that. Uh, you need to keep your emergency fund. That, that needs to be liquid. You need to be able to get that. Yeah. But if you have a sum of money that's kind of like that, um, you know, investing is if you think about it i was trying to explain it to somebody this way um when you're investing it's not like you're putting money into a savings account let's say like an like a mutual fund into your retirement account like what what we what we recommend you're buying stuff you're buying securities you're buying you know depending on the mutual fund or the etf you get you could have you know it could have some cash in it it could have some gold in it it could have some um uh reits which is uh real estate um, it could have stocks, bonds, so many different things diversified, right? And these are things, these are securities, these aren't dollars. So when you look at the value of 
your uh your investments that 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 doesn't really equal the amount of dollars it just equals what it's worth in dollars right mm-hmm. right and that was something i had to explain it's like it's it's not a it's not like having a savings account a savings account is literally just money in yeah a box. it's just money sitting there yeah that's it. yeah and yeah. that little tiny interest rate that you're getting from from the bank is not anywhere close to what inflation is yeah not, it not hasn't anymore. been that way for years um and it did in the 80s but like we said 80s say the 80s, the 80s right <laughs> so they had crazy hair back then that's the reason i'm just kidding yeah, anyway uh so um uh, uh man i lost my train of thought on that one um okay. savings accounts yeah so savings accounts they they have a very tiny amount and that's not doing anything so a savings account has a purpose a money market account very similar has a little bit more interest rate but it's not anywhere close to inflation it has its purpose my purpose is short-term savings, short-term mm-hmm. goals, sinking funds, emergency funds, you know, things that, that are going to be coming up. There's nothing wrong with having some cash. You need cash. But anything like Will said, anything over like maybe five years, it's, it might be best to consider investing in some way or form, right? Mm-hmm. And um, uh, we've, we've already talked about diversification, dollar mm-hmm. cost averaging, things like that. So we really won't get into that. Um, but that is really the only way to my knowledge to do that. I don't, I don't recommend like following the commercials that you may hear on the radio, like inflation's crazy. You need to put everything in gold or silver. I don't really recommend doing that. Cause again, we talked about diversification, stuff like that. So don't let those kinds of things scare you. You know, it, yes, inflation is a real thing. It is a risk. And if you have money just sitting there in a box mm-hmm. or under your mattress or in a savings account, it is at risk. So know what your goal with that money is. Know the purpose of that money. If it's just sitting there and you know what's going to be sitting there, maybe consider doing something with it. Yeah. No, that's a great point. Yeah. It's a good way to, to round it out there. Um, yeah. Yeah. If, if, you know, don't just let it sit there if you've got a purpose for it. So mm-hmm. if it's short term, I am completely fine with letting it, you know, sit there because you're going to be using it soon. Yeah. But if it's anything past that, you know, you need to, um, you know, look at investing that. Otherwise, it's just going to lose its value. Yeah. And so, um, you know, that's something we, you know, maybe don't think about. And it's tough to notice. Sometimes we notice inflation like pretty quick. Other times, you know, it's very gradual. So I would say don't let it scare you, but also don't let it sneak up on you. Okay, they kind mm-hmm. of be the same. So, yeah, plan for it. So it's not a big thing. And then this is just a side note um, that some people will say that it's impossible to get ahead because of inflation. I have seen lots of people that will say that or tell me that mm-hmm. that inflation is 3%. There's no way to get ahead. And so I'll just say that's why I said you've got to make, you know, invest in things um, that have a higher return than inflation because then you are getting ahead. Like that's exactly what it is. Sure, it may not be as fast due to inflation mm-hmm. but it is possible and so the math shows that of like you know there's you know average return on a good um you know index fund or mutual fund will get you enough um you know to beat inflation and to right. still make money so it you know i i don't buy into that either i mean unless inflation is just astronomical but at the rates that we've seen you know it is possible you know, to still get ahead uh, yeah. in your investments. And so even in the crazy times, like yeah. through history, it's proven investing is the best way to, to, to offset that kind of risk. Yeah. 
and even to like people will say, you know, well, in, you know, 20, 30 years, everyone will be a millionaire because, you know, or most people will be a millionaire because the dollar just won't be worth much. But I'll just say, okay, sure, it won't be as much to be a millionaire, but you're still going to need money. <laughs> you know, you're still going to yeah. want to invest it. So even if it changes the figure from, oh, I used to need, you know, a million dollars, but now maybe I need five million dollars. Well, you still got to go get that number. That doesn't change the fact mm-hmm. of it just because maybe the dollars worth less. You still got to, you still have needs you need to take care of. You know, you still have planning you need to do. And I think you still can get ahead. Um, Absolutely. So I, I just want to add that note for anybody that's feeling sad about that. <laughs> of like, you can't do it. You know, it's impossible. It's like, it is possible. Okay. You can, you can get ahead. It's proven. Um, never let someone tell you you can't do something in the finance world. Yeah. Well, yeah. unless it's, unless it's really a bad idea. But yeah. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Anything that's been proven. Yeah, you could do it. <laughs> That's good. Awesome. All right. So uh, the second question, or we kind of, I think we covered that one. It was, uh, it yeah. was inflation yeah, yeah, yeah. and then uh, uh, how to uh, offset that. So the next question was um, going beyond the 15%. We talked about the 15%, which is for yeah. retirement accounts um, for your retirement. And mm-hmm. as someone asked, and we had actually had a question similar uh, back when we were live, when we were together um, mm-hmm. in person, I was asking, hey, what, what about stuff that's beyond that 15%? And uh, his question was, at that time, can I take down that 15% to go into other investments? But this question is, what about that beyond 15%? What if I, what if I have a little bit more in my margin and I don't want to right. just throw it into cash? What, what should I do with that? Yeah. Um, yeah, I think we did cover this a little bit before, but I'd say keep the 15%. And we talked about, I think we talked about that in the last episode that Hey, it may not be exactly 15%, but I think 50% is a good rule um, for retirement. So that's money that's set aside for retirement. But anything more than that, um, and I'm even planning that for my own life on what I want to do because I'm, you know, slowly getting to where I have a little bit above that 15% that I am able to invest. And so looking at that, um, there's a few different, you know, options. One, I'd say, is there any goals that you want to? go after. So, you know, maybe you want to um, save up for a down payment on a house or you have a sinking fund that you need to start funding. So maybe your car is getting kind of old or you need some repairs around the house that you're going to need to take care of. I would say looking at those things in your budget. Um, but past that, if you're like, okay, we're good. This is purely to invest. Um, you know, I'd say, you know, jump in, you know, to investing. Uh, it doesn't have to be, you know, uh, in a um, you know, in a retirement account, you can just go into a, what's called like a taxable brokerage account, open one up. And there's these great things called index funds and mutual funds that you can invest in. <laughs> you may have heard us talk about those before. Um, and so, you know, you can still invest in those same things in a taxable account. And so what I would, you know, say is for most people, if you're planning on working, you know, um, in a steady job and in planning on working till what we would consider retirement age which is about 59 and a half. Um, then maybe increasing, you know, that, but for someone like myself, where it'd be like, man, that'd be a great goal if I could retire. And when I say retire, I just mean I can do whatever I want. <laughs> I can still work. Mm-hmm. My goal is like, I want to get to the place where I can work, but I don't care about how much I make. Like I can do whatever I want. I could, you know, just work on my hobbies all day. I could, you know, 
go do anything else. You know, I could still work, but maybe it's at a small company and they, you know, I don't have to charge them a lot or maybe it's my own company. You know what I mean? Like I could, mm-hmm. I could yeah. do whatever I want with my time. I don't have to worry about money. It's truly just what do I want to do? Okay. I can go do that. It's not based on how much I make or how much I need to make. And so I want, would love to get to that place before 59 and a half. That'd be awesome. Right. So for funds that I want to be able to access before then, and I don't want to take a penalty on the retirement accounts to take that money out, then saving in just a traditional taxable brokerage account could be a really good way to go. Um, I will emphasize, you know, you want to make sure you get that 15% first because retirement's kind of going to be a big chunk uh, that you're going to want to save for. So anything above that, and if you're like, I would like to retire, you meant to retire early, you don't have to actually retire. Um, then you can start plugging some of that money into just a taxable brokerage account. And then as that grows, you are going to have to pay taxes on it, you know, but you're going to be able to access that money sooner than you would in a Roth or a 401k or in an IRA or 401k. And so that could be a really good option if it's long-term. Um, and I still, my, the investment advice is the same, you know, if it's in a retirement account or if you're long-term investing in, um, a tri- you know, a, uh, a taxable account, like I still think, <clears throat> you know, mutual funds, index funds are the way to go. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I think there's a lot of good low cost index funds out there that you can just, or mutual funds out there, um, you know, that you can put that same, same money into and it can be, you know, growing as well. So I don't know. I didn't mean to ramble, but, uh, oh, Cody, no. do you have any thoughts on, on I mean, that? Did I kind of yeah. agree? You can disagree. It's okay. Oh, yeah. I agree. Yeah, definitely. The, um, I was thinking like, you know, depending on where you are in life, if you are, you know, around say after 40 or, and you don't really have that much in your retirement account, it might be best to just pour more money into the retirement yeah, account. For sure. for sure. And, um, in fact, we recommend that if you, if you don't see the numbers going in your favor, if you're looking at the calculator, then right. the answer to that is pour more money into it. Um, but, uh, it, there is, you know, uh there's you can only put some so much amount of money into these retirement accounts there is limits to them yep so if you hit that limit and you've still got some margin then like william said go for it open up a taxable account if you're younger like us then the idea of retiring early is awesome right and Mm -hmm. that you know having something around 50 years old to to pull out of to maybe not completely fully retire but maybe just work part-time and then have some have some money to 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 play with and and get ready for retirement that would be awesome as well. And in a taxable mm-hmm. account, that's a perfect way to do that. You can invest in the exact same mutual fund that your retirement account's in. Yeah. And uh, let's say you want to be, you know, let's say you're young and you're like, you know what, I want to be a little bit more risky about it. Uh, there's some mutual funds, um, index funds that, well, not really index funds, more mutual funds that have more, um, uh, I guess, risk involved, but more reward. Um, I don't really know what they're, you know what they're called? It's not... Um, is higher, higher risk yeah guess, there's higher risk things you know yeah um yeah there, there's all sorts of wide you know wide range of things you know there's you know more smaller small cap um companies or you know emerging markets or stuff like that that can be a little yeah. more risk um but possibly a little more return um you know with that yeah so you could definitely go with something like that um if you want to say hey you know what i want to kind of try it's not it's not my retirement money i just want to kind of try and see if i can make a little bit more and that's totally cool. I've, I've even thought about doing that myself. Uh, I've thought, I've thought about 
individual stocks and and stuff like that i i don't really recommend that i've played around a little bit with it but it's not at that point i don't feel like it's investing it's more like gambling and it's trading yeah you're just trading yeah, you're, at that you're point. just trading at that point it's really not investing so i wouldn't i would not recommend that if you want to play around with that that's cool um but um and then of course you know i've been told to throw it all in bitcoin but um right it's, it's about the same thing <laughs> it's about the yeah. same thing so yeah i mean there's there's a lot of places to to open up these kinds of taxable accounts right. you the same place that unless you get a 401k you know you can go to fidelity or vanguard or you know there's even an app called acorns uh, that you could look at to do something like that so yeah there's, there's, there's a, a lot, lot of options, options out there but i want to emphasize again you know we we talk about retirement a lot um just because it's such a big need and you know it'll be so great but i don't want you to think that it's all like oh we gotta wait till you know i'm super old to be able to do anything so yeah. it's like get your 15 percent so you know you're set and if you want to do any more you know more power to you and then um but it, once you've got that met then you can you know as you keep increasing your margin then you have options of okay if we want to invest for an early retirement sure let's start doing that if you want to invest for you know whatever a down payment on the house um you know yeah. if you want to start saving up for that or i mentioned you know any sinking funds now you have the flexibility to do so but make sure you got the big things taken care of in that you're working towards retirement and then you can you know i'm looking at this you know as well for uh, for my wife and I, it's like, okay, if we did want to retire early, how are we going to do that? And so now that we've got our 15% steady and it's going, then we can start looking at those. Things. Mm. Um, and so I say the strategy for me would be the same. Like it's the investment strategy. Right. The same. Yeah. I still have a very long-term perspective on that. Continue dollar um, cost averaging. and Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it'd be the exact same thing. Um, just instead of a retirement account, I'm doing it into a taxable brokerage account. Um, and I think it's a good thing that you mentioned as well. If someone's getting close to retirement and you're like, the numbers aren't adding up, you know, I'm going to need a little bit more. Okay. Let's look at pouring more into those retirement accounts to kind of catch you back up. But there, as you mentioned, there are limits. So, you mm -hmm. know, um, you know, so feel free to look at, you know, what your Roth IRA limit is and then looking at traditional IRA or what, you know, you can do in your 401k, all those kind of things to kind of catch back right. up. And there's a few options you have there. Um, but if you're younger and you got your 15%, and, you know, or things are just looking taken care of, you, there's still ways to be responsible and have a long-term investment mindset. doesn't have to Absolutely. all be, um, meme stocks and day trading and all that <laughs> kind of stuff. There's, yeah. there's other ways other than retirement accounts that you can pour the yeah. rest of that above your 15% into. So, <laughs> yeah, I would say that's kind of like your. I would put that on the budget as like fun money. You know, if you want to do something like that, and we've talked about this, you know, if you wanted to gamble a little bit or something like that, do some, do some stocks, you know, say if you wanted to build a business, you know, that, that, that's awesome too. Um, oh, that's true. Yeah. I didn't mention that. But yeah. You know, that, that is, and that's something we're going to get into is side hustles, building a business, things like that. Um, we've been focusing on personal finance first, because you really got to get that foundation down. Um, I've, I've heard several, talked to several people that didn't have their personal finances set up correctly and they tried to start a business and it was like two things that were extremely stressful and i just right. don't recommend that yeah and so uh but yeah uh starting a business that's kind of that in mm -hmm. a way is an investment as well one. yep yeah, yeah i forgot to mention that completely but yeah that's a great yeah. point of if you've got an idea and you think it'll work and then so above that 15 percent, you could start saving up and uh you know be able to pursue a business idea that's a good yeah, point absolutely well yeah 
just I keep like that, that 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 time frame in mind because like if you're say working on a down payment on a house you need that in cash if that's something that's going to happen in you know five years then it's really not worth investing just keep it in a money market account or something like that uh really when we were talking about inflation you know where it hurts you is is the long term mm-hmm. you know and and so that's why we say you know keep that long term in mind uh, mm-hmm. but when it comes to these small things like sinking funds or or building a business or um you know stuff like that then and you, you just, you know, keep it, keep it in that. Yeah, so. it just depends on your horizon. So if like, you're right. like, oh, I want to build a business in 20 years. Okay, then let's, you know, look at, you know, where we can invest it. Uh, but if it's like, oh, no, I want to do it in two years, three years. Absolutely. Then, yeah. You, know, you start setting that, you know, absolutely. more short term. Yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah, man, um, this has been great. We've really, we've really enjoyed doing podcasts. We've, uh, I, I like this medium. It's, um. Yeah. It's it's just yeah. We get to it's talk a good way a just more. to talk and catch up and yeah, just kind of figure yeah, stuff. I've learned I learn when I'm doing this. Like I I don't have all the answers when we start doing this. Yeah. So <laughs> So yeah, it helps yeah. us learn and then I think it just helps us through talk through exactly what we're thinking and try to yeah. communicate that, that better than just what's stuck in our head. Exactly. Yeah. Well if you guys have any questions, um if you want to get involved, uh, get plugged in, just go to www.willandcody.com just check us out there you can submit a question there you can also follow us on social media um, and also on spotify so send us questions we'd love to answer them uh, we we're glad we got a couple questions today we're glad we were able to answer those uh, so yeah send us questions your way and uh, we'll be uh, we'll continue doing this and we're going to keep uh, just keep trucking along and helping people the best we can yeah so all guys well we really appreciate uh, appreciate you guys listening and we will see you next time see ya